Welcome. You've splash landed into this Prosecco-laden podcast, straight into the woo-woo pool with the crew of OMG. We're just a simple group of tragically imperfect and highly empathic BFFs, exploring a wide range of atypical topics with humor, grace, and curiosity. This is OMG. Welcome, everyone. There's no big intro today because we just wrapped up an episode about trauma versus truth and realize we still got to talk about the healing. And that's what we're going to do. And you're here with the crew of OMG, the podcast. Welcome back, y'all. Brenda here. We got Chandra here. And Aaron. And Lynn. And Camille. And Trilla. <laughs> here she comes. Here yep. she comes. So, yeah, that episode was actually very cathartic for me. I want to say and thank y'all for indulging me. But we never talked about like how you we're talking about now. We were talking about how we deal with the trauma that we carry, the trauma that we have now, what we're trying to dig out and heal. But how did we deal with it when we were in it? Mm -hmm. Like, what did you do? One of the things I was looking at, they called it emotional armor. Like. What were the things that you put in front of you to protect yourself and protect your emotions when it was going on? I think fat was mine, but y'all go ahead. Yeah. Well, it was, it was definitely a self-soothing oh, yeah. Yeah. type thing. One of the first ones on the list was sarcasm as a love language. And I know nobody in this room. <laughs> not one of us. Not one of us has that. Yikes. You know, ruminating on mistakes. And we were talking about that in the other episode, how replay the conversation. How could I have done it better? How could I have not had that outcome? Your friend has a problem and you just know exactly how to fix it. You tell them, right? And they're like, oh, I never thought about it that way. And then you look at your own problems and, it's, and you, duh. Yeah. Yeah. Push have, those back in the closet yeah, and shut have, the door. It's like you have, you have no idea. This one was one I never thought of. And it overlaps with ADHD and autism. Yeah. And that they call it T-Rex arms when you stand like this because you're protecting your chest, your chest, your vital organs. And you also sleep like this. It's a survival mm. instinct. If you sleep on your back and you sleep with your, your arms either crossed coffin or style. Coffin, st <laughs> coffin style or just, you know, one arm going over and one arm going over. It's self-soothing. Yeah. It's self-soothing. It's protection. And um, interesting. Like I'm always, I get the covers, I pull them up and I, and I, and I call it snuggling down. I snuggle down, uh -huh. but it's still that same. It's a self-soothing type thing. And that constantly lifted shoulders thing mm -hmm. we talked about, you're protecting, I don't know, your throat, your brain, but I am so guilty of that. Ooh, mm -hmm. Me too. Same. And I know this is me. I don't know if any of you experienced this, but having a... Really, really trigger happy startle response. Like somebody can speak to me that I'm not expecting in a normal voice and I will scream <gasps> if I'm not expecting it. To me, it sounds like they're yelling when it happens. Hmm. Yeah, I have a really, really strong startle response. Sometimes it, like I even get mad at myself for overreacting to that. Yeah. I can imagine the person that scared me, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I would just wonder if anybody else like has. A really, really sensitive one. 
So I feel like I talked a lot in the last episode, so I'm gonna make my <clears throat> my little point brief. I do um there's that stupid people pleasing shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't have a startle response necessarily, but Christian, my husband, does. Like I'm like, hey honey, <gasps> you know, like I'm like, I've <laughs> been here the whole time. <laughs> We're <still on> the <laughs> couch. Um so that's interesting. I didn't bring that to him. But for me, something that I did that I just worked through recently, again in therapy, was that as a kid when I would feel really difficult emotions or go through like a traumatic experience, whatever, I would disassociate through reading. So I would grab a book and I would go to my room. If we were out somewhere in public, I I was homeschooled until ninth grade. So I didn't have friends other than like neighborhood kids or church youth group kind of people. And so I would read a book because it was, she was like, and my therapist told me, she was like, what a mature like smart thing to do as a kid because that was your armor like you were putting that was your way to protect yourself well that was your way to go somewhere else yes that's a one-way ticket i'm escaping the (laughs) fact that i'm alone because i have a book and Mm -hmm. the book is making me one not feel alone it's making me not even be aware of what's going on or what i'm internalizing and it's also communicating the message to anyone that's looking at me that I don't want to be bothered and mm-hmm. that I don't need to be talked to or uh, that I'm weird because I'm alone over here in the corner of the playground because I have a book. I'm like doing an activity. And so but I the, think the I trauma th- played out as me being an English teacher. <laughs> as an adult, but, uh, but I think the disassociation that you have to do when you're in the middle of it is the, the kind of things that lead to, I mean, obviously that lead to like the survival instinct and the startle response because you disassociated, you pulled back, you ignored what was going on around you so much that now you do it subconsciously and you're automatically ignoring everything around you and you're disassociated from it. You're kind of like in your mind, not in your body. And so then something happens and that's why it startles you so much is because you're, you kind of default to your disassociated state when you're alone and you're just doing your own thing and working because that's, how you survive, right? Yeah, completely. I spent my childhood disassociating (laughs) (laughs) and not because it was particularly traumatic, I don't think, but I think it was a way of escaping. But I read a lot. Me too. And I had a fantastic imagination. I was sitting in church, y'all. I would play out like um, soap operas in my head at church. Yeah, your own movie screen in front of your eyes. Guilty. Do that. (laughs) I, mm-hmm. I feel I heard as you were talking, I heard the quote unquote aliens are like intergalactic. It's almost like we all came here to Earth school together. And like, okay, the beginning is bullshit. So here's right. some books. Everyone's <laughs> going to love learning to read. And then as you're an adult, you'll like find the people you're supposed to be with to, you know, who have those creative imaginations and work through the trauma in that way. Yeah, of course, I was the, what do you call it? The perfect fat kid because. I didn't like read the books and stuff. I sat in front of the TV. Yeah, yeah. But the things that I enjoyed were like documentaries and the Science Channel and, uh, you know, how is this made and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that versus like a game show or a right. uh, you know, little comedy episode or whatever. It was, I wanted to watch the, the PBS, the, the PBS, teach me something. Yeah. I wanted to learn. I mean, I even, I even watched the Victory Garden. I mean, I hate being outside, but it's like, I want to learn how to make a, Raised garden. Oh, let me see how I do that. What about you, Lynn Manuel Miranda? Hmm. Well, you know. <laughs> Where do I start? I will cut some people off. 
Mm. Like I just completely cut it off. Completely. Completely. Like <laughs> put the nail in the coffin. <clears throat> throw the dirt on it. Yeah, throw the dirt on it. And that's why you're my hero. Mm. And it's I don't necessarily like doing it that way, sure. but it's just the way that I've always kind of dealt with things like mm. self protection, maybe. Absolutely. Self protection yeah. in a lot of areas. I'm just not going to deal with it. You hurt me. I'm fine. Bye. I'm the same way, Lynn. And I don't know if it's our Aries part, but it's like once I'm done with you, I'm that's, done. that's it. I'm, I'm not done. coming back for seconds. I'm or, not coming back for seconds. And you owe me an apology for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. You know, I saw this quote. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> it is the opposite of love is not hate. It is indifference. Mm-hmm. Because That's, if you hate yeah. someone, they're still getting to you. Yeah. yeah. Indifference. Still triggering, triggering an emotion. Bye bye. It must be the Aries moon. It could be, girl. Yeah. Reminds me of a beautiful lyric by American poet laureate, Dr. Professor Taylor Allison Swift. <laughs> it's a song called I Forgot That You Existed. And, like, I mean, what? Like, first of all, just thinking about, like, you being friends with someone or a spouse or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, a family member. And then forgetting they exist. Like you're so in the moment and you're present and doing what you're doing that you forget they even exist. And she says, it isn't love. It isn't hate. It's just indifference. Yeah. But I, I'm bad about that too. Like I will cut people out when I, when you hurt me or when you talk shit about me or people that I love or whatever. But the problem with me is that because of the conflict of what it's stuff that I'm working on, I'll do it quietly. So, like, the people will never really know why. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, it's... Irish goodbye. <laughs> Very much. We Richard Nixon out in this bitch. You know what I mean? Like, so, you, so, you quiet quit your friendship. Quiet quit friendships. Oh, it's yeah. the same for me. Yeah. Like, I'm just... I'm like, oh. Well, There's never, like, a blow up. There's never, like, a like a, a back and forth, like, hey, this just isn't working out, or this is what you Well, do. you've, you've already reached your indifference. You don't need the closure. You don't need a big yes. ta-da that yeah. this is over. Yes. You've already gotten to the point where... There is physically impossible to care less. Yes. Yeah. But the other person each time, like just about each time, either comes back and it's like, hey, like, can we actually talk about this? Or, you know, I just, I really think about our friendship every single day or I value da 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 da. And it's like, am I, am I the drama? Is it like, am I the problem? Am I crazy? Because I am okay without you. But you clearly, like, I had an impact on you enough that you still want our friendship and I don't, you know? And so in those instances, I've been like, Hey, while I appreciate that, I wish you nothing but the best, but no, I don't feel like we need to get together and talk about anything. Like I, we just, our energies don't align anymore or whatever. Right. So that's healing. That yeah. That Removing sense, yourself yeah. from the drama or the drama rather. Yeah. How many times have you been called cold? Oh, Ooh. do you have a calculator? I know. <laughs> enough. And that, Aloof and stoic are my favorites. Yeah. Mm. But it's like, it's because you feel so much. So yes. you almost have to just like completely shut the door and like slam it. Yeah. The last person you're talking about that, <laughs> you know, they text you and they're like, oh, what about the last person that texted me and said, well, I'm sure I'm the last person you want to hear from. And you're like, yep. I was like, <laughs> just like it. I like licked my both of my thumbs. <laughs> Get ready, girls. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, here's why. Mm. This is what you did. Yeah. What do you have to say about that? Oof. Oh, yeah. Accountability. And, um, yes. Yeah. And oh. Aaron is staring at you with wonder right now. I am. My <laughs> eyes are glowing. I mean, a kid in front of Krampus. And 
Oh, yeah. And she did not text me back. Mm-hmm. That's because they don't want to be accountable. Because they don't want to be held accountable. Yeah. Yep. But that took me a long time because that's, you know, it took me a long time to get to the point where I would literally stand up for myself. Yeah. You'll mm-hmm. get there. Thank you, <laughs> You will, trust me. It feels good. Yes. I mean, that, I felt good for you. <laughs> it feels you just... so good. Because normally I would have been like, well, you know, maybe it was me. And, sure. And then I was like, no, this ain't me. Right. Mm-hmm. This is not me. A hundred percent. Mm-mm. And it's them like Nick. playing the victim mentality too. Like the, I'm probably the last person you want to hear. Yeah. From. And so mm. then you're like, actually, bitch, yes. And Nick. here's why. Right. I yeah. see you know yourself. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so now that we know like kind of how we dealt with it in the moment, let's just go around and talk about how we personally are trying to heal it. So, Aaron, how are you dealing with your trauma and trying to heal it? I mean, I guess it sounds cliche, but just bring awareness to it is I feel like the first step that I'm still doing. And so that like recognizing the feeling that's coming up and then asking myself, where is that feeling really coming from? Because it's not what the person is saying to me or it's not whatever the context of the situation is. It's it's touching something much deeper. And so trying to peel back that layer and not give it such an emotionally charged response. It's like, I don't have to people please as much anymore, but I also am trying to find that line of like taking up for myself when necessary. So bring awareness to it and taking some, making some space between me and the emotional response. Right. It's the same for me, just bringing awareness to it and also accepting any responsibility that I had. Yeah. And because I'm big on that. And just giving in my mind, like separating my part and their part and just giving their part back to them and just mm-hmm. being, you know, acknowledging their trauma mm-hmm. that right. caused them to act like that and knowing that I had nothing to do with that. Right. And so that's how I kind of work on mine. That's funny. It just You just described it as, as like the breakup was a trauma clash. Like my trauma just doesn't align with your trauma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Totally. And we butt heads, so let's just not be together. Yeah. yeah. Also known as emotional baggage that we all carry. Yeah. True. How about you, Camille? I think for me, I've definitely learned to try and put myself in someone else's shoes. For example, if someone cuts me off in traffic or just acts like a jackhole out there on the road, instead of just muttering for a few minutes, I will actually make an excuse for them in my head. Mm-hmm. You know, that person might have just found out that their mother's terminally ill. That person might have just been through a bad breakup or gotten into a fight with their child. So let's that try. That person might have been behind the Karen at Costco. Exactly. So I try to give people grace and it is making excuses for people, but that is how I get beyond that momentary anger in the car. Other than that, you can always put on Florence in the Machine or Panic at the Disco and, you know, float out of that feeling, I think. So that's for me. What about you, Brenda? I don't know. I think just trying to be aware of things, what the triggers are, and then my response to it. And then, you know, understanding my part in situations. And if I need to apologize, I do. And 
where am I coming from? Is it my shit (laughs) that's being triggered? Is it their shit that's being triggered? And also, I think the biggest thing for me recently has been like, this is my part, but I can't take responsibility for how it's responded to. Yeah. If I was not mean or hateful or cussing somebody out or, you know, then I feel like I handle myself in the best way possible in the best way that I could in that moment. And then however it's received is on that person. But like yesterday I got triggered because I was home and I was cleaning and, and I had a test to take and I was doing laundry and I got really pissed off because I was like, well, Mike's going to go and just go to his yoga class and do something fun. And I'm stuck here at the house doing all this stuff. And it totally triggered like my life that I was always the one taking care of the house and doing all the things. And I had to, I got irritated with him. He's like, are you irritated with me? I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) But I apologize later because I'm like, I appreciate everything that you do. But in that moment, I felt overwhelmed. And so. um, And it was my emotion bubbling up. It really had nothing to do with anything you did. Right. Stimulus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just my feeling of overwhelm. So. So self-awareness, I think that's one of the most important things. I would say that mine is acceptance, like radical acceptance, because a lot of the triggers that I have are because of what I don't like about myself. Mm -hmm. Very common, I think. Yeah. It's kind of like the self, and it sounds like cliche, but it's kind of like the self-love thing. Like I'm trying to accept that this is the type of person that I am and that that's okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a hard one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who are you telling? Yeah. That's life work right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not fun. No. Yeah. But it's like one of those things where once you realize it, you're like, shit. Yeah. But then you're like, you can't go back to the place where I can't. I'm not going to do this. It's right. Like, once you realize, then there's no turning back. You have yes. to do it. You yeah. You have to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, come sit beside me. So I'm, the, I'm the fun girl. <laughs> <laughs> so those of you at home, if you're feeling the same way, just know that you're not alone. We're all out here doing the work right along with you. And yeah. That's what the universe needs. So wake the hell up! Yeah. <laughs> so <we're trying. laughs> and do the work. Everybody do their own work. Yeah. And that was a, a big thing that helped me is realizing I'm not alone in it. Yeah. Because when, when you're sitting over here and you're looking at somebody else's life and you just see them like when you're at a get together or whatever, you think, oh, they've got it all together. Or their Facebook posts alone. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. And the curated version of themselves. Right. They mm-hmm. you. And you don't realize that I'm masked, but that's their mask. You think, oh, they're so great. And yeah. they don't see me crying into my pile of pudding, you right, know, exactly. <laughs> processing my depression. Exactly. So just knowing that everybody has has one, has one somewhere. Yeah. Makes a big difference. I think a big lesson from what we've talked about is when someone triggers you and you feel a trauma response, take a few deep breaths, grab a mirror yeah, and ruminate on it. Walk outside, change your body position. Just, yeah, that's what I get. Yeah, absolutely. Move through you. That's another thing learned. Right. Yeah. It's part of the acceptance part, I guess, you know, the trick, like accepting that, this is the emotion that I'm feeling right now and it's not permanent. Right. Well, you know, accepting that that thing made me mad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to be mad. Where does it come from? Right. 
why did I respond that way? Are they just a jackhole? Or is it my shit? They probably are, but it's still your shit. Right. (laughs) True. Or else you wouldn't be triggered by it, right? All right, y'all. Well, thank you for joining us today. If you like what you hear, go on and leave us a review. And we love you. We'll see you in the next episode. Love you guys. guys. Peace out. Thank you for joining us today. Please follow and subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. It's so easy to do and such a huge help for us. We appreciate your interactions so much. Want to join us at our table? Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and join our Facebook community. If you've enjoyed this content and wish to support us, take a look at our Patreon page. All information and links will be in our podcast description. Catch you next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.